Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy, my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff. Text me 949-415-6256. Please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. It's been selling really well, getting very well received by the community. Thank you guys so much for that. Also check out the YouTube member page. Join this channel to get perks. That's my YouTube uh, membership. It's 10 bucks a month. You get a monthly mastermind exclusively. It's a Zoom call every month with other YouTube members. Uh, You also get weekly videos exclusive to the YouTube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences. So check that out. Really means a lot to me. And thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. But yeah, I've been busy like hired. I'm a year in, hired my first two coordinators. Um, The last one, the first one I hired three months ago, it was like a huge milestone. The second one I hired about six weeks ago. The first one is up to speed, man. I put her in CRC Academy and I was like by her side five days a week doing screenings, randomizations, messing up. We're messing up together. Like, you know how when you get a new study, the first screenings, you're always generally yeah. making mistakes somewhere <laughs> so calling up the cra hey wait a minute what do we need to do again <laughs> yes basically so now we've, we hit a rhythm my yeah. sub INP business partner uh he's currently in a provider meeting getting more referrals so yeah man it's been a year of just struggle and now it's finally like back to like what i can consider um giving me some freedom to do other things while still managing it. So I'm happy, man. I'm happy. Really happy. Good. It's great to hear, man. And for you, man, how about yourself? Uh, Doing pretty good, you know, working as a contract CRA, but also working on my coaching business. I was rep to kind of help me out with sales for the course. Um, I obviously got to a point where I understood, wait a minute, I'm, I'm really good as a CRA, obviously. Uh, the CRA course is awesome. Still waiting for my first client to ever ask for their money back. <laughs> you know, if I'm a money back guarantee, you know, eight <laughs> hours, teach everything or money back, no questions asked. Um, but I'm not a sales expert. So uh, after a couple of conversations with people that are smarter than me, uh, I then understood yeah wait a minute what i need is a sales rep so i'm really super excited to see what's going to come with that he's really experienced in the clinical operations sphere um and uh he's hopefully going to be making himself a ton of money um selling that course and uh yeah and also just talking to a lot of people jasmine adams from the cra solution uh, you probably uh, know her i'm not sure if you i'm do. interviewing her friday or she's interviewing me i don't remember one of the two but we're creating content Friday. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. We're creating content Friday uh, for the first time. I never spoke to her before. Yeah, um, she, she's awesome. That's cool. So you guys partnered up yeah. uh, on no, this? She's awesome. I mean, you know her. Uh, well, not really partnered up, but we did like a podcast and really connected and had, had some oh, great okay, conversations. Okay. And uh, we just complement each other very well because, you know, her thing is helping people with clinical research experience break into their first CRA job. You know, kind yeah. of overcoming that need hurdle that. of we want two years monitoring experience. 
Exactly. Exactly. So she's providing a great service. Um, so we really just naturally connected. Uh, we're both helping out people become CRAs, become better CRAs. So that's that's been really awesome. And uh, yeah, I linked to her on my website uh, in a career section. Um, and then also up in Montreal, um, I'm now cooperating with uh, the CRA School of Montreal. Um, they're going to start offering my course too. Um, they're one of the big CRA schools up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so really super excited about that. So yeah, a lot of stuff happening. Huxley Morton, the recruiting company, they're also working with me now. Wow. So I had them. Yeah. Well, they had me on their podcast. Um, yeah, that was a fun interview. Um, mm-hmm. And James you know, Daniel. Fowler, James Fowler. Yeah, James and Adam. You know, Daniel, yeah. so many people, and this is good, Daniel's uh linkedin is underneath the show notes as well as link to the cra coach website right is that still the website yep. uh, the website is actually changed um it is the cra.coach so ah, you can actually have right. a dot coach that's ending now yep so please everybody go to the new website if you go to the cracoach.com my old website you'll figure out real quickly that somebody from china hacked it and just took over the domain <laughs> wow they they're going to yeah. train cras too <laughs> um, so daniel i guess a good way to get into this interview is nice catching up a good way to get into this is you have no idea man from all the guests i've had on Maybe, maybe the only exceptions like Ashley Margo, who's comparable. Uh, Mm -hmm. People are like demanding to know where you are because we've done our two interviews and then they couldn't find you. But that explains the website got hacked. You got busy contract CRA. But people have been watching our old videos and asking me, hey, do you know what happened to to Dan Regit, and at the time I had no idea. I was like, "No, I don't." Uh, you know, I had nothing to tell them other than the LinkedIn. But it's so good to have you back, man. People have been asking for you, like top one or two guests I've had that people just are like, "Where is he? Where, <laughs> where is he at?" As if I hang oh, out well, with you so, every day. Yeah, I, I really. <laughs> <laughs> we make it sound like it no, um, I really I had to take everything offline for a year because I went back into becoming a salary or being a salary salaried employee and the thing is if you have a course that helps CRAs become quicker faster better at their job um, your employer doesn't necessarily dig it when you're selling that CRA is working for the competition so I just had to take everything offline at that time that was during COVID uh, so it's Hit a rough, rough patch myself, had to take everything offline. And during that little bit over a year that my website was offline and the course unavailable, that was when my website got hacked and stolen and everything. And then when I rebooted it, now that I'm a contract CRA, well, I was a contractor, you know, you're independent, you can do whatever you want to. That's when I saw, wait a minute, the CRAcoach.com is gone. Okay, well, the CRA.coach is still available. Um, but yeah, that's that's the background story to my disappearing there. So let's talk a little bit about, so you went as a salaried CRA and now you're back to independent. Um, without, mm-hmm. we don't have to mention names unless you want to, I don't care, but it's, yeah. I imagine you don't. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. are they not like, rather than them being worried about, you know, you training people to go to the competitors. Why didn't they leverage that? Because every mm-hmm. CRO has a job shortage. And this will tie in perfectly to our next topic. But why didn't they just mm-hmm. leverage your your talent rather than telling you not to? Or did they not tell you not to? No, they uh, basically that was part of the negotiation before they hired me. Uh, is that that would need to be on pause for that time. Um, and I had conversations, you know, but the thing is with big CROs and it was a rather large CRO, <clears throat> it just has to go through several levels of management and people that can sign off and make a decision. And, um, cause I did obviously tell them, you know, I got this course and so forth and so on. Um, as you know, you know, if there's a job shortage, what the course really provide, one of the huge benefits it provides is any CRC that does that course is ready to become a CRA. Like, and, and all the managers I spoke to, they all 
disagreed and they're like, yeah, we'll take it up the totem pole, but it just never came to be. Um, probably would take like five years of decision making until finally it's the level of somebody who could make that final decision. But uh, it just never happened. But every manager that I spoke mm. to, they all got their drift. They were like, yeah, absolutely. You know, a CRC. But they, we all have this problem. We want to hire more CRAs. There's a bunch of CRCs that'd be interested and qualified, but they all lack two years monitoring experience. And those two years, all your CRA tasks, get everything sorted out, every, everything's streamlined. Well, my course provides that in eight hours. And, and they all got that. But uh, it just, yeah, it's just large corporations. Never happened. Uh, the ones that I'm contracting with now, that's another issue is, you know, you talk to somebody and then you have a conversation or two or three and then there's turnover and then they're gone. And all of a mm-hmm. sudden there goes all your conversations that you put into it. And that's also something that kind of happened where I'm working now. Um, not only, you know, it doesn't help with monitoring quality, um, just having better, faster CRAs labor costs because it can get more work done in less time with less stress for them uh that you could lower the price for bid defenses and and get more business as a cro uh, and they, they all get that they all get that but it just always took too long to get to the decision maker and or i spoke to somebody and then they left the company <laughs> it's a perfect example man of um <laughs> big organization not even necessarily publicly traded but of course publicly traded ones but you know even like just large organizations they play defense rather than offense and a lot of the magic is lost when the original founders leave or sell or have a liquidity event and Mm. new managers come in and they're just trained to play defense and protect their own salary rather than figuring out innovative ways to grow the business. One of the reasons why I hate, yeah. hate, hate, hate working with those kind of companies. Um, small as the new big guys. That's yeah. what I keep telling you. Yeah, I mean, it, just tying into that is something that I don't understand um, in those larger companies if, if for like the management positions, be it clinical team managers uh, or project managers. Um, why they don't have a model out there where they say, you know what, this is going to be your salary market value. And if you stay on board until close out of that study and we hand over everything to the client, everything's done, uh, you're going to get a bonus. Instead, they'd rather deal with people leaving like two months before the study is over and then they scramble to find somebody new who hasn't been on the study for the last two years and granted, they're qualified manager and whatnot, but still, the project just just takes a hit. Um, I mean, that that'd be something that I mean, I'm not even a manager, but <laughs> I could imagine that would bring in a lot more stability. Um, yeah, just a thought. <laughs> yeah, who knows? You know, you've got, I mean, too many cooks in the kitchen. All those cliches. You know, there's, everyone's just trying to protect their at the at that size. Everyone's just trying to protect their salary and not stir the pot too much you know just keep doing a little incremental improvements if any uh as long as we don't get worse we're okay like that kind of attitude is what causes supply shortage which perfect segue right to our next topic (laughs) because we're entering a recession uh clinical research seems to not be as effective this time like unlike 2008 and people are getting candidates are getting aggressive on their resumes. Uh, some even making everything up. Uh, you've had this experience. I've talked to these people in the past and they have no shame. Then you're like, mm-hmm. They put, I talked to one gal, right? Check this out. This was during COVID. So I was at home quarantined in 2020. People text me all the time. Hey, I want to learn about CRA Academy. A small percentage of people always text me. I already have experience. Can I just do the internship? The answer is no. Or I've done Mm -hmm. another class. Can I do the internship? The answer is no. Do the internship with Mm -hmm. them, if that's the case. Uh, Mm -hmm. 
So this person kept being persistent. Like I've trained, I'm a senior CRA. I just have been out of the market for seven years. And I was like, Mm -hmm. all right, let me talk. Let's do a zoom. This person, check this out, Daniel. This person (coughs) got hired, right? As a senior CRA. She wanted to take my class for it to refresh, freshen up her, her knowledge. So I said, look, I don't normally do this, but your CV is crazy. Like, I don't know why you need this, but let's do a Zoom, see what's going on. Man, she showed me, she knew nothing. Like, she did not know what a 1572 was. She didn't know what a, (laughs) she had access to all these portals. She didn't even know what they're called or what they do. So she showed, she shared her screen with me on Zoom. And she said, look, this is my EDC. She didn't know what that was, but she's like, this is a portal. It was an IRT, actually. This is my portal. I don't know what's going on. And she had all her sites on there, but she didn't know like how to separate the sites. She didn't know where to start. This person was out of their element, like to put it mildly. But but she had she had a job at that point. Right? Do I understand that right? She had a job, and they gave her a a shit ton of work on her first week, and she, of course, senior CRA didn't know. And even me, man, I was looking at her thing, and I was like, "Wow, this is a lot." Like, I've never worked with this system. I could figure it out if I spent like two hours on it, but I don't have that time with you right now, and you're screwed. It's basically what I told her. That's the technical term. Yeah, you're screwed. I told her to quit before someone finds out. I don't know what she did, but like, there's people like this, man. I'm sure. I don't know if you have a similar experiences or uh, this is a problem in the <laughs> yeah. industry. Not that I had to deal with them myself, but you know, I talked to a lot of people and I had talked to a hiring manager, um, not to give too much away, let's say at some point during the last two and a half years. And uh, he, she told me, that uh, as a hiring manager, you know, um, they, they looked through CVs and uh, it was also large, mid-sized CRO. And uh, they noticed that they had a handful of C- uh, CVs from CRAs applying to join their team that were all, all the same. It was the same information. So they had uh, they'd all obviously been coached on reformatting switching stuff around so visually it doesn't look the same but when they took apart the part the content what they noticed is it was literally the same content in the sense of uh, not somebody super junior just like i've only worked as a cra for two and a half years and i want to move on but it was like over a span of several years five six seven years experience and and you could see that just the years and segments had just been shifted around but it was the exact same indication phase, yada, 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 uh, so forth and so on. It was literally the same content that had been just juggled around. And what they figured out is apparently they did some digging that somewhere there was the offer that we will literally coach you on how to get your CRA job with everything being fake. We'll provide you with a CV that oh, is wow. going to fly under the radar uh, we'll give you just that amount of coaching apparently that you need or that bit of information that you need that you might pass the job interview, at least if you try it 10 times, one of them might work. Um, and, and that is, yeah, I mean, that's I mean on not industrial scale, but it's literally somebody taking it really to the next level of, of cheating uh, and, and even providing that service of supporting people that want to cheat on their CV to become a CRA and your, your example is a prime example. I mean, especially if it's a couple of years, you pretty much only can apply for a senior CRA role. And you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to sink like a rock. <laughs> there's, there's no way. Just like you said, the IRT, the EDC system, maybe two, three studies uh, right away as a senior CRA, yeah. different EDCs on, on each system, the, the ETMF system, you already have to know all the basics. You got to be really ready to hit the ground running. Like how on you, you, you only can try that or think that you're going to be able to pull that off. If you have no friggin' idea how this job works. I mean, anybody who has any basic understanding of the CRA job wouldn't even try something. So, so pointless. It's pointless. Like exactly yeah. that situation. 
that, that you you just described like pull out <laughs> pull out before they fire you I the 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 issue is that people and these are these are not <laughs> dumb people you know these are smart people like they're not dumb yeah but they think they can because they're somewhat intelligent they think that they can pull it off and it's like a whole different world like you can't pull it off it'd be like asking me you know to go run a restaurant and i said i've been a manager for like you know seven years and then first day i don't know like how to check orders or i mean it's probably even more complicated than that like i don't understand it has nothing to do with intelligence you have to figure out like how to deal with these systems you have to know the fundamentals yeah i mean i always tell people you know um it, it it's not really it's not really that super super it doesn't demand such an extreme high level of intelligence you know you're not going to be doing the most complicated computations or something like that or astrophysics <laughs> or whatever but but the volume of things that you have to that you just learn over the years and how everything ties into each other, timelines for a database lock, how does data management work, what, work, what kind of queries do they put in, how does source data verification work, what kind of different EDC systems are there, ETMF filing of documents, document control, your general communications, uh, it, it, and it all ties into each other, and you just learn that over the years, and it's it's not that any single part of it is super complex or complicated, but it's ten thousand things. And I think we said that before one of our last calls that we recorded. You know, it's really ten, if not hundreds of thousands of things. And that is something that, with the biggest brain on the world, you <clears throat> you can't make up for that. You know, you can't yeah. make up for that. I don't think Albert Einstein could say he's been a CRA seven years and then go in there and do a good job like within the first week <laughs> yeah. or the first even the first year i mean it has nothing really to do with iq and all that stuff you mentioned all right those ten thousand things that's if the sites don't have issues when the sites have issues mm-hmm. it's ten thousand more things yeah yeah and it's like exactly actually those are the things that you learned from over the years that gives you that experience you know exactly all those things that went wrong you know, that's when you really learn and, and figure things out. Um, obviously, also just your general training. I mean, just onboarding. So I, I think what, my, I yeah, think my the initial solution. CRA training was several weeks. Uh, and, and then it's onboarding for another two weeks for a new study and so forth and so on. But I'm sorry, continue. Yeah, sorry. No, there's just a little delay. So sorry if I talk over you. Um, I think the solution, if there even is one, I mean... I honestly don't think this is going to stop like any hot industry. Uh, It's going to attract people, right? And this is an industry that is lucrative as far as salaries are concerned. I mean, we're not even talking business just as an employee. It's lucrative. Supply and demand's in your favor as an employee. So we we may not be able to stop this problem altogether, but I think more the more like reputable academies we have the better that's why like anyone like you jasmine you know our stuff there's a handful of other like reputable ones Mm -hmm. i think they will weed out the shady one there's probably sadly way more uh like bad trainings right like fraudulent almost so until we weed those ones out because again it is a lucrative industry so those this is going to attract those guys too those guys and gals uh yeah i've known people who join my classes this can happen to you too i've known people who join my classes just to take the content and repurpose it but do it like in a quick way without like doing any internship or anything like that so it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but I think the more like Daniel Regitz we have, Jasmine Adams, CRA, CRC Academy, like the better, I think, for the industry as a whole. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I was going to ask you because you're more in that sphere of the CRA training schools and so forth. I mean, mine's pretty specialized, you know, in helping people that already have a general CRA training. Like, hey, here's a complete streamlined process. Here's all the tools you need, and you're going to be way more, you're going to be way faster, and you're going to sleep better at night but um from from the cra school perspective like like that fake story you told there or 
I wanted to ask you kind of what you're what you've been seeing there. I mean, you already told me right now, you know, that somebody takes your course just to steal your content pretty much. Well, that's nice, isn't it? But um, uh, kind of like how many fake schools do you think? Are, I, mean, I mean, I'm way out of the initial CRA training environment. Pick your brain on that is for, <laughs> from perspective of somebody who wants to become a CRA, kind of like what to look out for in those schools or how to kind of weed out who's only going to give you some stone crap where a lot of essential stuff's missing and where the quality is missing. Um, um, does that make sense? Yeah. So I don't know the names because I don't think they have like names. They're just like people they know. There's a lot of this going on since I've been doing this online training. I started in 2016. There's a lot of this going on in the Nigerian community because Nigerians tend to be super highly educated. <clears throat> they, they immigrate here as pharmacists, doctors, and they, they're close-knit communities. So wherever they go, there's a lot of Nigerians there with them. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are like that's their marketing is like word of mouth so they don't like the students don't even know that the person they're gonna get trained under is doing anything bad they're just like oh this is how you get into research like i've talked to former students of these places they don't want to mention their names but they don't have like business names or websites they just it's just a guy or a girl like training people and then how i as far as doing their interviews for them in some cases, like <laughs> Zoom interviews, sitting in for them, sitting in for them on the Zoom interviews. I think now they ask for ID um, before a Zoom, like to show your ID. Talk about taking it to the next level. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's happens, That's man. So you can't blame the student like for being greedy or anything. Like they're not, they don't know any better. They're just trusting somebody from their community. And they're taking advantage of them. And we've had a lot of these former students say, hey, you know, I wish I found out about your training first. Can I do your internship? No, you can't because their training is crap. Like, it's better off if you wouldn't have done anything, honestly. Um, So, yeah, there's like a handful of these guys. They tend to be in the Nigerian community. um, And they tend to be like around Atlanta and Houston. From my experience. Mm -hmm. That's mm-hmm. bad, man. If you guys are watching this, I'm not one to tell you how to make your money or not, but you're doing the industry a disservice. Eventually, you will get caught because one of your students going to complain. And wherever you work, these people work. They're like CRAs, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're CRAs. They're, you know, they have like job. They they know what they're doing. So they know the ins yeah. and outs of like how to kind of work the system more or less. Yeah, and probably just try to come up with like the 10 top job interview questions and only coach their clients on answering those, maybe. But yeah, I mean, again, it always comes back to I just can only wonder why like wow it's good it's a well-paid job and and you know you can google it and it's like one of the top three jobs in the united states clinical research associates got wow. great. i Honestly, didn't even want to get in there even if it takes a, then um yeah yeah but uh then yeah like we like we talked about you know there's there's no way you can survive that if you're if you're claiming you have a few years experience like, and i've like nigerian i owe so much to the nigerian community like mm-hmm. at one point I felt like almost like an adopted Nigerian. I had so many students. Mm-hmm. I love the Nigerian community. I owe like everything to that community as far as like our CRA, like CRA Academy getting off the ground because their word of mouth, you know, once they have a yeah. good experience, their word of mouth is powerful. And these con artists, yeah. they take advantage of that too. So, you know, the there's two sides to this, but like the Nigerian People that come here, that immigrate here, they're educated, doctors, physicians, pharmacists, scientists, and they work hard too. So they deserve proper training, not just something that's going to get them blacklisted before they even get a job in the industry. Yeah. And I wonder how those people actually sneak through the recruiting process, because my experience, at least, and I mean, you know, 
I'm one person out there in the market. Obviously, I haven't done hundreds of job interviews. Um, it's only been a few, and I never lied. I knew what I was. I, I just had to talk about what I knew. You know, I mean, I didn't really care. Ask me whatever how I'm going to handle a certain situation. I'll tell you what I would do. Um, but I, I wonder how they can sneak through the recruiting process if there's kind of lack of diligence there in and really putting putting uh, people through more. Yeah, more situational questions or something like that. Yeah, to really kind of weed out people that don't really have the real world experience. What's your it's, take on it's, that? It's so easy to weed them out. Uh, so it has to be a lack of due diligence, or the interviewer like knows them, or has a relationship with the person who trained them. Um, it's my guess. I'm speculating, but I got on Zoom with this person within two minutes. I can tell. You know, I'm like, well, this looks like you have four high and rolling sites on your IRT. And she's like, huh? <laughs> what? What's that? <laughs> and I was like, oh, good luck. Good luck. I got no advice for you. And I do not have time to do your job for you and not get paid for it. Like, this is a very stressful work. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's exactly what I told her. And she got scared, but she still thought she can do it. I have no idea what happened to her. I'm sure if I look hard enough, I could find her number somewhere in my history, but I have no interest in car. It actually makes me angry, man. Like not a lot of things get me angry. That genuinely does get me angry. Um, mm. And I don't, I don't know why. I think maybe it's the entitlement. Like you th actually think you can do this. It's, it's crazy. Just if you tell them the mm. truth, there's entry level roles. Like, Start at the site level. Mm -hmm. Sites, hi, I hired two research naive people. They're great. One is screening somebody today by herself for the first time. She's like texting me during this interview. The other one mm -hmm. has been with me three months. She's like, she can, I'm so comfortable with her. She can, she can just be on her own now. So these people, mm -hmm. if they've, work at this for like a year or two or three however long they want to they can be cra's they can be in-house cra's and then be cra's if they wanted to and that's the right way to do it not to jump right mm -hmm. into senior cra when you know nothing about the fundamental i mean i it's yeah i have the <laughs> so these cro sponsors I mean, need to do a better job due diligence i guess yeah because it does surprise me first of all you know that you can basically with your knowledge or expertise you can weed it out in like under a minute yeah you know? and I, I i'm just surprised how they can sneak through an entire recruiting process <laughs> um but i also want to just second what you say you know and <clears throat> I, I was uh, i just noticed you know since we've known each other i think we've both now gotten gray beard hair so we <laughs> we have the wisdom of age now yeah um and i i think it really does come with with a more experience, so be wiser and a little bit uh, more experience in life in general to have that patience, you know, to you and me, what is, what is a three-year plan, a five-year plan? Who cares? You're going to get there, you mm -hmm. know? And then to me, it just sounds like, like the impatience of youth, like, no, 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 I'm not to take all those risks, to go through those sleepless nights, to lie to people, to put all your your intelligence and your creativity and faking all that, it takes a lot of energy and a lot of thought instead of just having the patience to say exactly what you suggest, you know, get an entry-level job after two or three years, you, you'll have gone through a couple of steps. You've got to gain a lot of experience within mm -hmm. five years. You'll be there if you really put your mind to it. And to somebody like you and I at a wise age, <laughs> that's like completely feasible plan. Absolutely. Do that. Who cares? You know, march on. <clears throat> and to instead insist, no, I got to get there within a month and a half. To me, that just sounds like you know, impatience of you, some kind of thing. Like, I don't get why you wouldn't choose the legitimate path and just take the time because you're still going to get there. You're still going to get that salary. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just going to take you the reasonable time that it just takes, you know, and so it's I stressful enough that way. <laughs> I think it's interesting. And I've never actually delved into this topic. So I'm glad we were doing this podcast. What I've noticed from these people, especially the ones that anger me, is um, like one of the common denominators I've just noticed now talking to you is they're they're not actually passionate about 
research about medicine from the people that I've had these experiences with, like the ones who are like, if you're a for IMG physician, immigrate here, pharmacist, of course they, so there's people that lie about that too, but you can tell if they know mm-hmm. their stuff or not like clinical stuff, you can tell. So the ones that are IMGs, pharmacists, whatever, like they're more willing to take that slower path because they understand mm-hmm. it's, this is my passion is, is, you know, medicine. Yeah. So I plan to be here for the rest of my career. Whereas the ones who think like get rich quick, they're the same ones. I remember in 2016, they were do they were debating, well, I don't know if I should do your CRA Academy or if I should be a PM project manager for a, for a fracking company. Like they just jump on what's hot. And mm-hmm. I've, I have just noticed that now talking to you, looking in hindsight, like, that passion's missing. The passion for medicine's missing, and a lot of these people are trying to take shortcuts. So maybe that's a clue mm-hmm. for the job recruiters, like you know. And you can, you can, it's hard to fake the passion. Like if you ask simple questions, it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to fake it. Yeah, and then now that you mentioned that, you know, <clears throat> even if you'd succeed pulling off that, you know, fake resume and everything, and weaseling your way through, and then you get the job. Why on earth would you want to do this job that has so many requirements if you don't have the passion for it? I mean, we spoke about this before, that that it's really hard to find good CRAs because they have to bring so much to the table. And although every CRA or the common denominator is, they don't have a common denominator. They all come from a different background. But, you know, and I always start with the weirdest stuff. Like, you got to be able to drive a rental car through a town you've never been in before without causing an accident because you're traveling all the time. You got to be <laughs> do able to. Do you still do rentals or do you do Uber now? Uh, depends on where I'm at. Oh. Uh, like Seattle, I'd get a rental car because it's from, from SeaTac, right? The highway downtown straight into the hotel garage. Uh, Atlanta, no effing way am I ever driving around Atlanta again, unless you put a gun to my head. L.A.? Uh, no, I'll Uber there. Uh, Uber. L.A., uh, you might Francisco, actually get a Uber. gun to your head, no pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, and then the scientific background, you know, the ability to... to to be able to learn about new new web portals all the time on new studies and be confident with that, the ability to communicate well with people, um, the ability to, to work different time zones. You know, I'm here in Boulder in Colorado. I fly out to a site in New York, have to get up at six o'clock in the morning local time. Well, that's four o'clock my actual local time from just a few hours ago and still be focused to do a monitoring visit and so forth and so on. I mean, there's just so many factors you have to bring to the table that would be stressors like heck yeah. if you're not really into it. And know? that's not even, it's Why people don't do realize how stressful it is. And we haven't even talked about patient safety. Like, I mean, if we're going to get mad about anything, mm-hmm. like this lady was on a can the example I have that mm-hmm. I've used is, was a cancer study. Like you're the last oh, line. Come on. Yeah. It's a cancer. She's the last line of defense. Like sometimes sites, commit protocol deviations on accident because they don't yeah. know they're making mistakes. So if there's like a contraindication sure. and somebody missed it, the CRA is supposed to catch that and theoretically stop yeah. that patient from being in danger. I mean, it's serious deviation, but that CRA, that's that CRA's job. Yeah, 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 yeah. And here, you, you know, you're like flying blind, basically. I mean, hopefully the site knows what they're doing. That yeah, makes no, me really angry, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm, I'm swallowing a couple of words here right now. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a joke, you know? It's not mm-hmm. a game. You're, you're overseeing clinical trials really at the front where it's, you're looking at the real human being's medical chart here. You know, I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could say that about your fracking example too, you know, I mean cause a huge environmental catastrophe in that arena too but yeah i'm not saying we're both we're both not saying it's the only serious job with serious uh, ramifications if, if stuff goes sideways in the world but it is one of them it is definitely one of them and and 
yeah, yeah, it's a great point that you bring up. And uh, yeah, you hadn't mentioned that she was also working on oncology study. I mean, that is really like the the worst. Like, yeah, okay, I've swallowed a bunch of words now, and now I got something that is <clears throat> that's PG thirteen. It's like, how can you live with yourself? You know? Yeah, how can like, you seriously? sleep at night? How? Okay, <laughs> I I think I brought this up to this person before. I like, I'm like, look, this is like we just talked about. This is serious stuff. Like these patients, they're actually, these numbers are patients. She just showed me a screen of numbers. I'm like, these are, each one is a patient. Someone's like, she didn't even understand that. Yeah. Like these are patients. (laughs) Yeah. It's a human being. Um, Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. That. I mean, th- this podcast, I think, is needed, but uh, for people to hear, like, maybe there's no shortcuts, like, there's nothing wrong with wanting a career in this industry. There's even nothing wrong with, I think, embellishing your skill set, but, I mean, I've done it. I'm sure everyone's done it, but to just make things up and get put into a role that you just have no business being in, that's, you got to draw the line somewhere. You know, that's that's where you got to draw yeah. the line, I think. Yeah, no, I think, too, this podcast is great, first of all, for uh, hopefully those that are trying to pull that off, stumble across the podcast and listen to it and, and might pull back from that plan, understanding that you're getting yourself into a complete catastrophe and it's not really going to work. Um, and, and also for, for hiring managers, you know, to... Um, really spend a few more minutes during the hiring process for like real life experience and most most all hiring managers are experienced so um yeah to really put more emphasis on kind of tickling out real life situations like what would you do here what would you do there um and uh yeah and uh yeah and just i mean it really it just amazes me you know that i would expect anybody i mean like you say for yourself you could just feel that vibe you could immediately with a few questions figure out okay she doesn't know jack shit she doesn't know what she's talking about what she's doing she's way in over her head um it's shocking to me that people can sneak past that process and actually get jobs but um yeah it's it yeah. happens that happens mean, way too much i yeah. want to and like you uh, said you know oh, go ahead Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say I want to take like. No, I was just ready. gonna say it's really about real patient. <laughs> we got the time delay. I'll yeah, there's a back. delay. There's a delay. I I was gonna say there's like a yeah, we could take a sharp left because I've never actually asked you this, um, and it's part of like the passion of doing what we do. I don't know how many years you've been doing this. I've been doing research for about eighteen years full time now, and you're probably the same maybe uh, 12, i'm guessing 13 years 12, 13 mm-hmm. so like i've noticed in my career i would get complacent and then i would have to find the new challenge so a lot of the reason for me like jumping around doing so many different things is to not get bored like this way we have the different academies which take on a life of their own and then we hire people to manage them so i can play with something else but I've never, and my background was pre-med student, but I never respected science. So I always just did it. Like I saw it as a necessary evil to learn the the subject so I can, you know, get a good job, like become a doctor, become a pharmacist. A few years ago, I think around COVID actually, I started like realizing I actually like learning about science. Like I've never in my coordinating or CRA career ever been interested in a mechanism of action of a new drug and now i'm like that's the first thing i look at when we get a new study at my site what's the mechanism of action i go in deep 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 rabbit holes on this stuff number one so i can talk to providers about it so i can like educate them on why they should refer patients to us but number two i found that i actually enjoy it it was like a new challenge for me so do you get into like the science i never asked you this yeah, <clears throat> no, I'm still in your previous phase of uh, not necessary evil, 
but uh, I do have a nursing background, so I already have kind of like that basic understanding oh, always. Yeah. And yeah. new study, of course, you could get the indication training by the medical monitor. And I do really focus on that 100%. Like anything, when I'm in a training, you know, I'll just shut everything out of my mind. I'm just focusing. I got my full attention, absorbing it. That's the quickest way to learn in my experience. Um, but it doesn't fascinate me. Um, to me, um, again, that's why I created the CRA coaching thing is like really like a system thinker is, uh, um, um, I, I still remember to the state that when I started as a CRA, I had a, fe- a more gut feeling that although it's super complex, there's gotta be a way to structure and organize your work that has to be like the way to do it. And once you get enough experience, ICH, TCP, different clinical indications, yada yada, the study phases and whatnot, and uh, and that what that's kind of what I really really wanted to figure out, and that's what allowed me to then eventually, after many many years, put that course together because I'm really a systematic thinker. I have to understand the system behind all of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, even to a point of the system of using subject lines, so they tie into filtering that that uses your calendar to drop emails that you save there to tie them into another tool for preparation of a monitoring visit to yada yada, like the head around it. <laughs> and then my actual passion, and I kind of have that from my dad. He was a teacher. Um, mm-hmm. My mom always said, "Your your dad can explain the world on a napkin." Because at <laughs> restaurants, he'd grab out a napkin, and <clears throat> and he was super smart. And I mean, a lot of people will tell you that about, oh, my dad was super smart. But he literally <laughs> got a scholarship at MIT back in his day. So he got a scholarship wow. at MIT. <clears throat> yeah, he went to West Point, became an officer there. He was really sharp. Uh, end of his life, he's, he's American. He spoke English, German, Italian, Cantonese, Chinese, and Danish. Wow. And uh, <clears throat> he learned those languages later in life just because he was bored. <laughs> so he was a really, really smart, smart guy. Wow. And one of the things, he could teach anybody anything because he could just pick people up where they were and explain. I don't want to really say, but you get what I mean, dumbed down to anybody's level. But yeah. yeah, he could just bring any topic down to your level, explain it to you. And he was a teacher until the end of his life, basically, and uh, just beloved by his students. Like he, he, for example, he developed, funny enough, <laughs> it's like me with the CRA course, <clears throat> he developed a unique way of teaching a language. And that was the thing that he always bitched about. He was like, people will take a language in school for five years and can they speak the language? No. His <laughs> students could speak speak the language he taught within a year and he taught german now german's not known to be a simple language mm-hmm. but he just developed a completely different system like he'd kick the principal out of his class and he would take his class into a kitchen room of the school and you were only allowed to speak <clears throat> german now and with hands and feet and whatnot because what it simulated was how does a baby how does a newborn learn a language they, they don't call you just play around with the normal stuff in life. You build up your vocabulary and you get corrected when you make mistakes and you just stumble along. And that's how your brain learns a language the quickest way. And uh, anyway, point being, he could teach anybody uh, anything. And that's also kind of the passion that either genetically or just obviously by being his son, I've just picked up is just that passion for teaching stuff in a way that people can actually grasp easily and enjoy learning. So oh, that, man. That, those, that's more my focus than the scientific part at this point in my life. At least. First of all, sounds like my kind of guy. Second of all, I'm sure he'd be super proud of you, man. Are you carrying on the legacy? I mean, you're breaking down the complex, how to be a CRA, how to do your job as a CRA better. I mean, your dad would be proud of you, man. That's a, uh, that's pretty cool. That has to come from him. Course, anybody who's done the course and benefited from it can thank him. <laughs> yeah, anybody who's done the course and <laughs> absolutely, from man, it, uh, can can thank my dad for it. Can thank my dad for it. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> and not to make this like too much negative. I'm glad we're getting into this kind of stuff now because it's turning into a positive interview. But your example, my example of like people who've been doing this over a decade that reinvent themselves. Uh, who knows how long I'll just keep reinventing myself too. Clinical research 
it has so many areas like of reach, like tech, AI systems. That's all you. Um, and then you get into clinical stuff like the medicine, the science. What what I start when I started liking the science, it's coming to me now. Like that we're talking about it. This is like therapy. Uh, when I started doing biotech stock videos, I would do my due diligence, and I was like, "Wow, this science is insanely complicated. Everyone is different, and it just the rabbit hole goes deep." So that's when I started getting into the science stuff. But like, you can reinvent yourself, and you can find your passion regardless of what it is in this industry. I think that's something that's very special about our industry and unique. Yeah. Obviously, we're biased. I haven't been in any other industry, but I don't think you can find the same thing there than others. I don't think so either. You know, I mean, I come from a nursing background. Um, obviously, you know, we all know people that work in different industries in our personal lives. Um, but yeah, it's a really great point that you make. You know, um, first thing that comes to mind to me um, is, you know, if, if you like managing, helping out people, you can become a line manager, you know. If you're more into juggling the spreadsheets and timeline, project manager or clinical team lead, where you're also helping train, manage people. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of areas. Or you know, if you're just into the lab mm -hmm. part, you know, yeah, working more in that area. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. Or going into switching over and join iMetadata and help them develop the new EDC thing. That's going to be all the rave no pun intended no pun was intended <laughs> gonna be all the rave in a couple of years all the rave like there's, <laughs> yeah, it's there's really if your so, fake resume you so don't get options. that joke exactly exactly everybody who laughed is approved by dan and dan yeah there you go. that's all you need it. that's all you need for the due diligence yeah um, hiring managers take note yeah <laughs> take note make a joke <laughs> make a joke with the pun and see if they laugh uh or look at you startled um yeah, there's so there's so many examples like that, and there's so many opportunities in this space. I talked to somebody who was a C who is a CRA eight years. She's in her also in her first year of medical school, uh, and she wants to start a site when she gets her license as a doctor. So, and she's unconventional. She's forty. She's my age, um, mm -hmm. going to med school because. She discovered she's passionate about it because she was monitoring. So you never know what you're going to yeah. learn about yourself if you do research. <laughs> yeah, and she's going she's gonna to run a great site with that background. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Anything else you want to uh, that we didn't discuss as we wrap up? This was a good podcast, <laughs> man. Yeah, no, maybe if we have another topic some other day, I always love talking to you. It's always fun. We always have great conversations. Um, but right now, I don't have anything on my list. The only thing I do want to repeat, anybody interested in the course, I do need to plug it again, especially because of the website change. It is thecra.coach. Uh, that's where you'll find the website. And uh, anybody also interested just in general stuff, there's also links to, to your school, Dan. Uh, there, there's a career section. So I do have partners in the meantime, just good friends by now. Um, you know, if you want to break into the CRA role, I do recommend Jasmine Adams from the CRA Solution uh, for your next CRA job. Uh, Huxley Morton, I'm partnering with them. Interviewing now, her Friday. Company. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Huxley Morton, uh, they're they're awesome. If you they do recruit you as a CRA, they actually provide you with the CRA coaching uh, with the course so you get access with them um, yeah and uh, so there's a bunch of just general CRA career topics in there now too um, so I just want to make sure people find the right website because I heard that a lot is your website Chinese now nope, <laughs> it was hacked <laughs> we'll have the links underneath um, uh, to the CRA.coach Daniel thank you so much uh, we'll do you, definitely Dan. do another podcast and if the easiest way for people to reach you is that website, right? Absolutely. You'll find me on LinkedIn, but just the CRA.coach is we'll the easiest put that way. URL. If it's super urgent, my phone number is on there in the contact section. Send oh, a text perfect, message. I'll perfect. call you back. All right. Well, thank you, Daniel. And thank you, everybody, for watching, listening. Go check out the links in the show notes or underneath the video. And we'll catch you all later. Bye-bye.